Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. After 350 plus episodes live streaming, Marco Novo and myself, Christian Karasevich, we're going to be sharing some of the lessons that we've learned about live video so that you don't make the same mistakes that we've made on our live streaming journey. So one thing you have to keep in mind, by the way, about live streaming is that it's a process. It's not something that you're going to start today and it's going to be exactly the same 6, 12, 24 months later. And so Marco Novo and I, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to talk about some of the lessons we've learned here, along with uh, sharing some of our favorite products, things like that, uh, that we have, you know, kind of dealt with along the way on things as live streamers. So for those of you who are listening, by the way, this is episode 89 of Launch Your Live. And this is available, by the way, we're publishing this also over on Amazon. You can go to launchyour.live forward slash EP89. You'll be able to watch the episode. We're also streaming out to YouTube. And this is also being recorded as an audio podcast as well uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Now, just a couple other things. If we are talking about any of the gear here and you want to check it out, you can go to launcher.live slash EP89, or you can go to launcher.live forward slash gear, and that'll bring up some of our favorite live streaming gear that we recommend. So without further ado, I'm going to go and bring on Marco, and we're going to kick things off because we got a lot that we want to talk about uh, on today's episode. Isn't that right, Marco? Absolutely. By the way, hello. <laughs> Have a nice Saturday. Wishing you a nice Saturday from Portugal, and let's talk about everything or almost everything because we learn a lot on this uh, live streaming journey so let's share this with the audience because maybe they will find here some helpful information definitely yeah and so uh, again if you have any questions just uh, you can leave them in the comments on whatever platform you're watching on and we'll do our best to answer them again if you're listening and you want to chat with us again you can also get us get in touch with us at launch your live on all those uh, social platforms as well um, so Marco, I know you and I've done quite a few episodes. I, I did a rough total of like, and this is very rough because I have one show where I have, I'm well over 300. I have this show where I'm almost at what? 80, 80, this is 89, I think. So that's like f actually yes. 400 something episodes on top of that. I also do a lot of other live shows. And I think Marco, you also, uh, dabble in some live streaming, right? Yep. For instance, on my Amazon live show, I started in March and I made yesterday my 80th episode. Yeah. I On my regular show, I have more than I think maybe 200, uh, well, not more, more <laughs> 300, I think. Yeah. And also I do some uh, solo shows and... Uh, I don't know, maybe at least 500, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, so that I made. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, actually, maybe what I should have said was after a thousand or almost a thousand yeah. episodes between the two of us, yeah, we've, learned a, we've learned a thing or two, by the way. So it's not our first rodeo here doing yeah. uh, live streaming. And I've been streaming, by the way, for quite a long time. Back in the days of like, uh, 
it was when Google Hangouts were around. They were like the thing. And it was crude. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it also wasn't perfect. It wasn't like it is today. And so, Marco, I know what you and I want to do is we want to, we want to talk about uh, 10 lessons that we've learned about live streaming. So I'm going to turn it over to That's you. Too- I'm going to let you, you know, talk about things. Or, you know, or do you want me to cover the topics and then we'll, have you, we'll bring up uh, some products and things like that that we've talked about? What do you think? Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's up to you. Uh, we, can, we can bring the, the, the banner and then we yeah, can sure. talk about some products. So let's talk about, okay, so number, so number one, by the way, so we're going to, I guess we should have done these backwards, but number one is to develop a live streaming strategy. So again, these are 10 lessons learned about live streaming. So number one, develop a live streaming strategy. Marco, why is a live streaming strategy so important? Well, because you should, we should have in mind that we should not, okay, it's, you can do that. Just go live because you want, because you want to to talk with people. It's okay for me. It is okay, okay? But um, we are talking about having a business behind the live stream uh, thing, okay? So the first thing you should think is what do I want to achieve with my uh, content made through live streaming? Okay, because otherwise you maybe feel kind of lost in the middle of the ocean without wings, without uh, GPS. Okay, so have this in mind. For instance, if you're starting, if you have a new business that nobody knows what you do, what your business is for, it's important to educate people about what you can do for them. Also, it's important to build trust. For instance, if you have a business that it's already established in the market, if you have a base of customers, maybe you can go faster to the selling process, okay? And also you can bring more uh, educational pro- uh, episodes as well so you can have more uh, clients. Also, you can skip interacting with people to know what they are needing, what other products you can make and everything. So this is important to have in mind. For instance, if you are, if you want to launch a new product, if you want to kind of test it, make a, a market research, you can do that through live streaming as well. But first understand if people knows you, if people knows how you can help them, if people knows uh, how good your product is and how good uh, your product can, oh, or how your product can be different or service, of course, because this is really important. And one of the most amazing things about live streaming is that it provides you this, that re- in real time interaction, which could be uh, an advantage uh, instead of having uh, your product launch your product and then get get the feedback back. So I think this is what you should have in mind. And I had this clearly in mind when I started, but I, at some points I missed some little <laughs> ingredients, but have this in mind. What do I want to achieve? Which kind of uh, knowledge the people has uh, on my things? So you can avoid uh, just going live because let me try it. And then you'll see, oh, this is not working. Live streaming doesn't work for me. Maybe it's the, the, the lack of strategy that you have. And also don't be like the, the chicken. 
I don't know if you know chicken, Chris. I don't know if you know chickens. I know them well because I have the chickens. I live in the countryside. I have chicken. And one of the things that chicken does is that he uh, goes uh, biting the floor one on one one spot, and then she moves, and then she moves again, and then she moves again. And they they kind of they don't have focus as well. And this is also important. Stay focused. Don't don't uh, change too much the mood of the the mood of your uh, shows that your tone also the way you make your uh, live shows for instance today i'm going to talk about something and the very next day i'm going to talk about something completely different don't do that otherwise this won't work excellent point yeah and so you know i think like starting with a strategy is absolutely key for uh, live streaming it also by the way a strategy is your roadmap so Again, I mean, it's easy to just start live streaming. Like everybody says, oh, just start, you know, they say press the button or all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, that's not actually what you need to do. You need to start yeah, with absolutely. a strategy. Like, yes, you can, pressing the button is like the easy way out. Like, yes, I can press the button, yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> if you have no strategy, you have no roadmap about your live streams, then they're gonna, you know, they're gonna ramble on. For example, when I first started one of my shows, what I did was it was maybe three hours long and it wasn't very, and we'll bring up this point in a few minutes, but it was three plus hours long. It was very misguided. It was basically like a boat without a rudder. And so what I ended up doing was I started, but then I refined that strategy over time to tighten it up and tighten it up and tighten it up. And I got made bigger cuts as things were going along. Like I, instead of being three hours, I said, okay, it's one hour. That's how much time I get. Now what I have to do is figure out how do I condense all of my stuff or my topics I want to talk about into that. I'll use another example for developing a strategy. So for example, I have a podcast called Launch Your Live. And I started off with doing that where it was just me and uh, you know me and a, a co-host. And then we said, okay, you know what? Let's add an interview series. So we added an interview series. And then that became like a once a month thing that we would do. So you have to build up to that though. So we like maybe the first few were hard to get, but then we started saying, okay, let's let's book three months out. Let's book six months out. So we don't have to always worry about that. So we knew what our strategy was for that. And then when Amazon Live came out here, what we did was we said, okay, how does Amazon Live fit into this? And so I don't do every episode, for example, as a podcast. It's a podcast. Sometimes it's a video on a YouTube channel, for example. And then other times when it's relevant and it fits into the Amazon strategy, we make an Amazon product one. So again, you got to go in with a strategy. Okay. So yeah, what's number two, Mark? Absolutely. Let's talk about number two. Or, you know, is no, there anything you'd recommend for developing a strategy? Like, is there any, are there any products or anything people should check out? Well, one of the things that I, I like to recommend, and I'm a, an old fashioned guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is reading books. Okay. okay. I have, I have this, for me, one of, one of the most amazing books I I read was 8020 on marketing and sales that it's related to to the Pareto's law. Okay. Okay. What is the 8020 this rule states that 80% of your income it's generated by 20% of your customers, okay? And the good thing about this is that it applies within this 20% as well. So 80% of the income generated in, within this 20% of customers 
it's again generated by 20%. And this is important because focus, for instance, if you want to start building your content strategy through live streaming, focus on the most common, for instance, if you want to educate people about your business, which questions those 20% are making often, okay? For instance, if you want to make live shows, uh, live shopping, for instance, like kind of what, yeah, what we do doing, here yeah. on Amazon. Can we bring this Focus, book up, by the way, too? Sorry? Let's bring this book up, actually, as well, by the way, while we're talking about what people, okay, so they can okay. see what this is. So, so you're talking about, okay, so with the 80-20 rule, 80% uh, of your revenue comes from 20% of your activities. Got that. Makes a lot of sense. And then obviously, okay, okay so we're talking about live shopping, right? Yes. So instead of being talking about everything, every product you have, focus on that 20% of products that are generating, again, 80% of your income, of your profit. Okay. Yep. Because this rule, it's kind of universal. Maybe it could vary, okay? <laughs> and sometimes they, they go up to the 90%. Okay, but if you take a, a deeper look at your uh, sheets, your uh, dashboards, I'm pretty sure that you will notice that there's a pattern here and that 80% of your uh, profits are generated by 20% of your products. So instead of being talking about everything, because it's tempting and sometimes you think, oh, you know, if I don't talk about this product, People won't know about it. People won't buy it. Yes, of course. It, it makes some sense. But the problem is that you have limited time. Okay? So maybe this time that you are taking to talk about a product that uh, so few people are buying, you're stalling time from talking about a product that people are willing to buy. So have this in mind as well. And I truly recommend uh, reading this book because it, I'm not giving the whole spoiler, <laughs> but it talks about uh, something that it's kind of the annoying factor. Okay. And I, sh I truly recommend to, and to um, absorb the idea of this uh, annoying factor because sometimes we are annoying people, annoying people with uh, this selling message and some of them will buy, but the problem, and we, we are so happy. Oh, you know, oh, so good. I buy, sell and everything, but you sell to five people, but you have 500, 5,000 people that don't want to know more about you because you annoy them. You're <laughs> so <laughs> annoying and they don't want to see you again in your in life so have this in mind as well so that's why i love this book so develop a strategy so do me a favor let's bring the book up let's show people what it looks like and then uh we'll i, I want to make sure people know what this book looks like because again you know which one to look for and oh this is cool marco actually i think do you have the book or do you have the online one Yes, I have the book. I let let me just give me one second. I think I have it here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so while Marco is going to get the book, by the way, yeah. So the eighty twenty uh, rule, uh, great book, by the way. I have this. I have it on Kindle version. So let's just let's put this full screen. So this is the eighty twenty. Hold that up for me, Marco. So it's the. So that's the book, and also it comes with uh, software. Okay, so you can have more so information. Show me, the, show me the book again. Let's see. So it's the 80-20 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. 
again, great read. This is the great thing about this is this is something you would read for like not just live streaming, but also like just the marketing aspect. Absolutely. So, so there's so Absolutely. much you can do with this. And this book is uh this is sixteen dollars, right? Yeah, sixteen dollars. This is the kind of book that you should, as you as you saw, you should have it close to your hand because it's almost every week you can go and take a look at it because it's really a good, it's a easy read, okay? okay? It's, and the concepts, they are really well explained. So, and you believe me, this will be a game changer for your business because it makes you understand how important it is to focus in those things that actually are bringing money to your business. Excellent, love the point. So, okay, $16 book. Again, if you're um, if you're listening to this, by the way, or watching, just let us know, like, do you prefer uh, paperback or Kindle? Which one do you prefer? Okay, so that's the uh, 80-20 sales and marketing book. Okay, so Marco, so um, obviously lesson number one is to develop a live stream strategy. Episode, or lesson number two for me is gonna be to start with what you have. Now, again, so you're gonna live stream. The key thing you're gonna need is you're gonna need internet. However, yep. you wanna make sure <laughs> you also start with what you have. So for example, um, let's just, let's put this in perspective. You don't need to go out and buy an expensive camera. You don't need to go out and buy an expensive mic. Like Marco didn't start with that mic. I didn't start with my microphone. Nope. <laughs> I started with- I wish. <laughs> so I started with a webcam, by the way. So I started with the built-in webcam on my laptop and then I have moved, I, I've moved up in camera with cameras multiple times. So again, like I'm using like this, I have this, this is the Logitech Brio, for example. So I'm using this, for example, for one of my cameras, or I was using this. Um, I now have graduated to like a mirrorless DSLR. Marco, what, um, what other tips do you have to recommend for people for starting with what you have? Well, uh I started with the C920 okay. from Logitech and yep. I was, I, I made, I made it for, I don't know, maybe let me, let me think. I made the other day six years since I started broadcasting. So at least I made four and a half years with my C920 and also with this blue snowball ice microphone. Yes, 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 exactly. So, okay. so this let's talk cameras real quick. Okay. <laughs> So for camera, hold, hold that there, hold on. So for cameras, um, obviously like the Logitech Brio, we got that highlight in carousel, by the way. If you're using the, if you need to start with what you have, use the built-in camera in your laptop. However, just know that the quality is not gonna be that good. It's not gonna look like what Marco and I, what our quality looks like. Um, and that's because, well, you know, with those products, um, yeah, like you need a lot of light. You need to make sure, like there's very tiny sensors in those machines. And so they're gonna look okay, they'll do the job, i.e. they'll put you on camera, but they're not gonna look great. And that's where the next jump up would be to something like the Logitech C920, the Logitech Brio. Again, we got this highlight in the carousel. This is the Brio, for example. This is a 4K webcam. Remember though, it's 4K, but it doesn't do 4K if like you're gonna stream to a platform that doesn't support 4K. Most platforms Absolutely. don't support 4K. Most of them don't even support 1080p. So start with what you have. So for example, don't think, oh, well, I'm gonna get the 4K Brio and do live streaming with this if like the platform doesn't support it. You get like the $70 version. This is like, I think 150. So get the $70 version, start with what you have. 
And then yeah. as you start to grow and as you start to generate more revenue for your business, then you should consider upgrading to different kinds of equipment. For example, to a mirrorless DSLR and things like that. And those are going to cost you easily 10 to 20 times that amount over that upgraded webcam. Now, in terms of audio, Marco, let's talk about that real quick. So <laughs> you started with the blue Yeti, the blue, yeah, the blue Yeti uh, snowball. No, the snowball, the snowball ice. Yeah, by blue. And I started with a blue Yeti. And so start with what you have. So we used the built-in laptop mic, but then we graduated to what was seemingly a better mic. However, those mics, they're good, but then you also have to look at, this comes back to strategy, by the way. If you're somebody who is not like, if you're going to be mobile and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to buy the Blue Yeti because that's what everybody recommends. It's not mobile, nope. <laughs> not portable at all. Like absolutely, you not. need a whole bag to like carry the thing. Cause it's like, it's super heavy. It's a paperweight. I don't have it anymore. Cause I got rid of it. And that's cause <laughs> I started with it. And then I realized I need to be mobile. And so for something like that, I mean, that's where I, for example, if I were going to uh, start what I had and I'm like, okay, let me upgrade. If my strategy tells me I want to be mobile, I would use these. And this is what I'm using. Um, I'm using the, I have these, these are the road wireless go mics. And what's great about these, by the way, is that uh, if I if I know I need to be mobile, these can be uh, plugged into a laptop. You can plug them into uh, a phone as well. You do need some additional adapters if you're plugging into a phone. But they do then give you the ability to have a mobile live stream setup if that's what you want to do. So this is the Rode Wireless Go. There's a, a wireless go one and a wireless go two. This is the wireless go one, by the way. So if you're like, Hey, I'm going to be mobile, but I'm going to use a computer, get the wireless go two. And the reason is because when you plug this in, like you with the wireless go two, you can plug one of these in as a receiver into the computer and your computer will then use this as the audio interface. But version one, it doesn't work that way. Version one, you have to have, it doesn't, you can't do that. So, um, so that'd be starting with what you have. What are the tips you want to add to this one, Marco? Well, I I will go as well um, with the content, okay? Because okay. we have this problem as well, which is mostly this awful monster called the, the call it the imposter syndrome, okay? Because we we see so many people talking about the same services or products that we are, have to sell and we say okay they are amazing i could i can't make it like them i i'm not that good and okay. there there are so many people talking about this why should i care why should i bother why should people listen at me and i i like to give an example about uh, using music okay. for instance the standards we have this uh, my way by frank sinatra okay and I'm pretty sure that most of the people, or at least a good amount of people, it's their version, their favorite version okay. from Frank Sinatra. Okay. But I believe, for instance, that some people, which instead of liking this old-fashioned way of singing, they like, for instance, reggaeton. Okay. So if Shakira will come with uh, my way in reggaeton, maybe there are a good amount of people that instead of liking more the, the, the Sinatra's version will like Shakira version. So 
have in mind that uh, there's no and I think there are two people in the the market that you will never sell to them, which is nobody and everybody. There's right. no that thing on uh, marketing and on business. Okay. There's no nobody and uh, everybody. So have in mind, maybe your different tone, your difference, your personality, your tone would be the favorite tone to uh, enough amount of people to generate business for you. Okay, so instead of thinking, oh, there's Gary V, there's Seth Godin, there's Mark Schaefer, there's Neil Schaefer, whatever, those big names, there's a room for you to, to bring your voice because another thing that uh, when we, we start is that we have a language more close to the needs of mm-hmm. our uh, sometimes targets. So have this in mind okay. instead of being uh, talking uh, or waiting to be the, the guru in something because believe me, every guru that you see, they started really <laughs> close to the ground. <laughs> So yeah, so definitely, yeah. So start with what you have. And again, I mean, everybody everybody starts on their live streaming journey at different places. And so, uh, for example, like, you know, I have background in doing this before I started doing it more on my own. However, there's a lot of people that they say, hey, you know what, it looks cool, I'm gonna start doing it. And some people find success and some people don't. Like, it really depends on, you know, how much you can, like, quickly adapt at what's working, what's not working, and so forth. So... Um, so item, so lesson number two is to start with what you have. And whether that's equipment, whether it's the marketing aspect, again, you need to know where you're going. So develop that strategy, but you also then need to know, like, what do I need to get started? And so we've highlighted some of our favorite things so far. Again, like little lessons that we've learned along the way. For example, buying a camera, don't go buy the most expensive camera if you're just starting out. Instead, consider making an investment in a $70 webcam. And the great thing about some, and that's a, a bit of a smart investment. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's a good smart investment because if I lose, if I spend $70 and I know that I'm going to upgrade at some point, guess what? I'm not throwing that camera away. I'm actually going to repurpose it. And so we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> so that's lesson number two, start what you have. Uh, number three. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about number three. Number three is to test out different platforms. So you also have to look at, like where your audience is like, who are you? So this kind of goes back to like your strategy. Who are you trying to get to tune in? So for example, uh, I, you know, I started, like I said, I started this show out as a podcast and then I moved it into doing podcast plus some live interviews. And then I moved it into live shopping, for example. But the thing is, it still stays core to the, the principle of the show. And that's to teach you all about live streaming whether it's the equipment or the strategy or the marketing or the repurposing or things like that. So make sure, you know, you're testing out different platforms. For example, Amazon Live, live shopping. It's something that works for some people and some industries. It does not work for every industry, but you kind of have to figure out what that path is like. I guess maybe the key point is some paths are easier to find. For example, I was recently coaching a person and they are in the fishing space. And I said, you know, it was like, have you thought about doing live shopping? And they're like, well, not really. How do I do it? And I said, you know what? Your industry makes a lot of sense for this type of platform because you can be talking about the gear and things like that, that people 
are going to be interested in. However, it doesn't, like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't work for everyone because in their case, like, yeah, it makes sense because they could actually then go pull up that gear that Amazon has and they actually probably already own most of it versus if they were, for example, trying to do a show on, let's say you were, uh, let's say you were a tax preparer, for example. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about the same. <laughs> if you're a tax, uh, no, this is, this is a good point. So if you're a tax preparer, you know, Marco, you make your money by preparing other people's taxes. I don't know what you're going to recommend to people, for example, at Amazon. If you said, hey, I'm going to do an Amazon live show on being a tax preparer. You could teach somebody, but I don't know what products you're going to show me because yeah, you make your money stuff. doing the tax preparations. So I don't think you'd sell me soft. Maybe the software you'd sell me is like QuickBooks or something like that that saves me time on tracking my expenses. But outside of that, you're not going to be taught. I mean, unless you're selling me pens and paper and notebooks and things like that, <laughs> but you have to kind of think of how does this stuff fit together? So for example, don't, don't force it, but test out different platforms. And then also sticking with that, by the way, talking about testing different platforms, for example, you know, uh, Marco, I mean, you and I talked about this, like you've got the t-shirt on right now. Launch your live is powered by StreamYard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so people, you can go check that out at launcher.live slash go slash StreamYard. You can go check that out and see what uh, what the you know StreamYard platform is all about. But again, it's about finding the right software to fit your live streaming needs as well. So, for example, you know, if you're like, well, hey, I, I just want to do live shopping. Um, the reason we use it in conjunction with Launcher Live is because it allows us to bring up these banners. It allows us to bring up comments. It allows us to uh, control our brand, things like that. Versus if we just did it directly on Amazon, we wouldn't have some of that in interaction and engagement. And the thing is, it's all about testing platforms, finding what works for you, finding what works for your type of internet situation, you know, things like that. Cause it's cloud-based versus, you know, oh, I'm not running it on my computer. So again, lesson number three is to test out different platforms. By the way, I'll be totally transparent with this. I actually used a ton of different live streaming software before I settled on one. And that was because uh, for example, I actually had somewhere I bought, the, I paid for a subscription and then all of a sudden, like two, three months later, they got acquired. And so I kept having to literally, <laughs> I kept like at one point I bought, like I this goes back to the same example we talked about earlier about start with what you have. I immediately said, when I started out, I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to immediately make that jump from like basic live streaming all the way up to the software that everyone uses. And I went and did that. And I spent like $800 on it. And I used the software, but guess what? It was not the right fit because it was actually, it was clunky. Uh, the software I was using, it was, uh, I was using Wirecast at the time and it was somewhat clunky. It also required quite a bit of prep work. Like I had to set up all the different scenes. I had to, um, like I had to have really good internet. I had to have a really good machine to run it, stuff that I didn't do Absolutely. my homework on. And so therefore I bought it. It served its purpose, but it was also more of a hassle. And so therefore I was constantly trying to test out different platforms to find the one that worked. And then also test, so test out the software, but also test out what destinations you should be streaming to. Yeah. So uh, anything else you want to add to that one, Marco? Well, I think it's, it's crucial and have this in mind as well at the beginning of your live stream journey. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make any publicity to, to any platform in particular. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but 
some some particular brand called yep. Simyard mm-hmm. has something that for me, well, I think we should highlight these two things when we talk about live streaming. Okay. Mostly when we talk about beginners. Okay. First, real, reliability. Okay, we don't want to be on a platform that it's crashing all the time. That mm-hmm. the the quality of the the video it's not not good. And I had this problem with other yeah. platform I used. This is, I think it's the most important thing yeah. in the overall. And the second thing is when we are starting, how easy it is to manage uh, live streaming during uh, the live streaming. Okay? That's an excellent because point, yeah. We need to, if we are here, okay, I don't know where to change the scene. I don't know how to bring the guest. I don't know how to bring the comment. I don't know how to prepare. Mm-hmm. This would be a pain. And this, uh, most of the times, it's a good reason for people not to do in live streaming because it's yeah. uh, overwhelming. It's really complicated. And I think, and um, I'm going to give a simple example. Sure. I made, uh, when the, the COVID thing hated the, the market, I made a couple of reviews of live stream platforms on a live and I, I made one that I made to, to, I have to do two sessions, uh-huh. 45 minutes each okay. to show everything, how to work. And then I went to StreamYard without preparation. I just went to the platform and let me show how does it work. It lasted half an hour. And I, I said, okay, maybe I missed something, but I, I start looking and it was everything covered. So really, really easy and fast to manage. And this for yeah. me, it's really important because... At the beginning, we are uh, so nervous and everything s- seems huge and uh-huh. uh, StreamYard makes it small so we can be comfortable and confident doing live streaming. And this for me, it's really important as well. Definitely. Yeah. And so just one last point that I want to make on that is like when we start talking about like gear, we start talking about, for example, you know, this is a minor thing. But we start talking about like the roadcast, the Rode Wireless Go, for example, you know, we start talking about um, computers, we start talking about like cameras, you know, if, when we start talking about this stuff and if you get like, if you get nervous around technology, things like that, again, this is why you should experiment with different platforms because if you get nervous, it's going to be hard for you to do a live stream. And so that's why when you're testing out different platforms, you want to use one that is going to work for you. So for example, if you're not a technical person and you have software that is very technical and hard to learn, that's going to make it that barrier to entry is going to be even more difficult. So absolutely again, test out different platforms, know what your needs are going into it. Like for example, I need something that can work from a mobile phone, for example, or I need something that I don't have to set up all the scenes and I literally just want to go live. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Lesson number four is to not be, don't be afraid to experiment and we say experimenting for live streaming, it's across the board, it's everything. It's experimenting with, for example, what software you're using. Um, it's experimenting with a different strategy, like what kind of show are you doing? What platform are you streaming to? You know, should you make a, uh, should you make your Amazon Live uh, over on YouTube and make it public, for example? Should you make it unlisted? What, uh, you know, should you have a shopping component, for example? Lots and lots and lots of options here. And experimentation, it doesn't just mean platform, social media channels. It also means equipment, like experimenting with different types of equipment. So, Marco, do you have an example of some, like, actually, I want to give an example of the equipment, okay? 
So we talk about okay, experimentation. Okay. So uh, I'm going to talk about, let me see. I'm going to talk about, talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about the cam link, by the way. So do me a favor. Can you bring the cam link up? Let's show people what the cam link looks like. So this is the cam link, by the way. I'll show you guys this box. So this is the cam link. And actually, I actually think I might have this. So let's see. I've got the cam link. Here, let me open it. Okay. So here's what I, I'm, here's why I'm talking about. Like, don't be afraid to experiment. Okay. So there's your cam link. And what's in this box? I mean, very simple. So here's what you get with the cam link. You get this, an HDMI, uh, USB. It's a USB HDMI dongle. It also comes with this, an extension cable. Okay, so uh, here, here's the reason I bring this up. Okay, so we talked about this earlier. We talked about different cameras. So for example, if you're starting out live streaming and you're gonna use the built-in webcam on your laptop, the next iteration would be to use something like the Logitech Brio, the Logitech C920. However, if you wanna go to like a mirrorless camera, maybe a Sony uh, a6400, like a ZV10, maybe it's a um, uh, maybe it's a Canon M50. You need something like this. So here's why I'm talking about experimenting. This is $150 for this little product. It's this little product. It plugs into your laptop. You plug in uh, basically. Then it just works like this. So you plug it into your laptop. For example, if you have like a new computer uh, and you're like, hey, you know what? The ports aren't big enough. You plug the extension cable in just like this. And then what you do is you just plug the HDMI connection of your camera into here, into this end here. So here's what it looks like. So there's the cam link. Let's see if we can get that to focus. Okay, so that's the cam link. So here's why I say experimentation is so important with this. This is the cam link. It's $150. It lets me plug in one camera into my laptop. So if I want multiple camera angles, I have to have multiple cam links. I have to have two, I have to have three, I have to have four. And that's not necessarily gonna work. So this is a good starting off product. So here's what this looks like. This is the cam link, by the way. And this is, uh, like I said, it's about, sorry, it's about $118 uh, on Amazon. But this is the cam link. And so the reason I'm talking about experimentation here is because this is a great little product, however, the problem you have is that what a lot of people do is they'll buy this when they really should have bought a different product. So this is $118. So Marco, what's the other reason? So so this is just for like a single camera. Now, the other thing people could buy is what? The ATEM Mini Pro, right? Yes, yes. So yes, why should absolutely. I consider when we're talking about experimentation? So if you need to hook up, you know, if you've already gone the route of the... Um, the USB webcam, for example, or the built-in laptop camera. And you're like, I want to upgrade and I want to get that, you know, super sharp picture. And I want to get that blurry background, for example. It comes at a cost. Yeah. Because it's not just buying the camera. You've also got to buy all the equipment. you got to buy all of the cables and all the stuff that's associated with it. So here's the thing. I made this mistake. And my mistake was I bought a cam link to start. And that's because deep down, I wanted something else. So can you bring up the eight to many for me, by the way? So this is the cam link and this is good. If you're hooking up one camera, this is a great product, but guess what? 
I can also go buy this product. And how much is this, by the way, Marco, the ATEM Mini? Now the ESOC, which is... So, so there's three models, right? Recording features. Yeah, so there's three and models of this. This is the ATEM Mini Pro ISO. It's $800. You can plug four cameras, four HDMI cameras into this product. And just think about it like this. So if it costs you $118 or $120 for a cam link, for one cam link, you can buy one ATEM Mini Pro for just a tad more of what it would have cost you to buy all those cam links. And you get, in addition to the ability to have a capture card, you get four cameras. You get picture in picture, you get recording, you get transitions, you get all this other stuff with this product. Now let's take it one step further. Do me a favor, bring up the $300 model of this. So they have a $300 model of the Blackmagic ATEM Mini. It has four cameras. It doesn't have the ISO model. It doesn't do the recording directly. To, like It doesn't let you plug in a, a hard drive and record directly to it. But it's still a camera switcher. It supports four cameras. It's $295. No typo, $295. So this is why I'm talking about experimenting. So you want to buy this. This, everybody tells you go buy the cam link. If you know that you have other HDMI capable cameras and you want to use them with the, you know, and you want to have multiple camera angles during your live streams, don't buy this to start. Buy the $295 ATEM Mini Pro. And that's because it's $300 and you're not going to end up like, for example, in my case, I've got the cam link and I'm not going to use this. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to use it. So, so that's why I'm like saying, Hey, experiment because you don't need the, if you're, if your goal of your strategy is I want to have multiple camera angles, for example, and I have multiple cameras, my budget allows it by the eight to mini pro. You can plug in multiple cameras. The other thing you can also do with it. You can plug in a phone. You can plug in a tablet. Those can be plugged in via an HDMI to like lightning or HDMI to USB C connection. And then now you have, multiple camera views that you can switch between. The other thing about this, by the way, also the ATEM Mini Pro, I'm going to just turn this on. I have picture-in-picture -picture built in. So if I wanted to show picture-in-picture, -picture, you know, I can easily, I'm just literally just doing this, I'm moving this around with a button. And I'm able to move this around. I'm able to turn it on, turn it off, uh, do some fades, things like that as well. But I'm doing all that from this single device. So that's what I'm talking about, about not being afraid to experiment. Marco, anything else you want to add about experimentation? Well, there's there's something in, interesting about live streaming and experimentation. And I, I do this often, which is there's a new feature in the, in the tool you're using, for instance, and I go and I try it live. Okay. What you should be aware of is that sometimes this could go wrong. Okay, or not so good because at okay, some cool. at some points the, the, they are even uh, they are developing the, the new feature or something or you don't know uh, perfectly how to to work with that. Mm -hmm. Don't bother with that. Okay, don't 
raise too much the bar that you think, oh, this could, this needs to be perfect. The, my recommendation when you're testing something live, put it in the description of the video. Okay, testing this new feature in this tool or, or something. Okay. Okay. So people know that you're testing. And if at some point they complain, don't bother with that. Okay. You're trying new things and don't think that because live streaming is like life. Okay. It allows you to make mistakes. Not as far as I know, I don't know about you, Chris, but I made uh, lots of mistakes doing live streaming and none of them killed me or anyone else. So don't be afraid of testing. Don't be afraid of that is testing new formats. Okay. For instance, I'm Portuguese. The first uh, interview show I made, it was with a, a lady from Mexico. Okay. I was not afraid that for having a, a, a Mexican lady, I, I made more shows with people from other countries than uh, from Portugal. I had, I was not afraid of doing live shows in Portuguese, in Spanish, in English as well, because that's my journey. Okay. My mistakes, uh, it's my responsibility. Don't think too much about others' experience and be aware of this. The most you do, the most you will be excelling the thing. So when people uh, may ask you, why do you do that? Because, and, because you don't do that so good. And mm -hmm. you're saying, that's why I'm doing to be, become better. That's the best reason, the, the best answer you can give them, or you just don't, don't bother, but it's, it's really important. Live streaming to, to get to your real tone, to get good on it you have to try you have to make some experiments so do it don't <laughs> don't be afraid of them excellent points so i i um i think that's super 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 important it actually brings me to the next point by the way so you know i i like the point that you made about not being afraid to experiment because here's the thing the only way you're going to get better is if you experiment so for example if you're not a tech savvy person what you need to do is you need to, that means that you need to, you need to spend some time getting comfortable with your tech. So for example, so that you're not like looking around at your screen, like you'll see me doing this every so often. That's partly because I'm, uh, I'm also controlling the Amazon live from my phone, for example. <laughs> um, so I'm over having to like look over at this and I've, I'm up here on screen talking with you all. Um, but again, if you're not tech savvy and you're like, I want to do this, you're going to have to experiment. You're going to have to see how things work. You're going to have to get really good at it. That's the best way to get good at it. So, you know, again, it's not also, if you make mistakes on live streams, like we make mistakes, I miss a cue, I miss a, you know, a, a transition or something like that. It happens. <laughs> and it's not like, it's not going to be the end of the world if I miss something. So the takeaway here is, again, don't be afraid to experiment. And that's across the board. That's with, um, for example, testing out, like if you're just starting live streaming, you're going to experiment with live streaming to see if it works. You have to make a minimal investment in it. And that minimal investment would be a $70 webcam or no webcam at all and just use the one that's built into your computer. But then if you're like, you know what? I, I, like if you say you want to be a professional live streamer, guess what? They're not, chances are they're not using the built-in camera on their laptop. They're using a better quality camera or they're using a mic or things like that. So they're making little small investments uh, which brings me to the next point, which is uh, lesson learned. Number five, make smart investments in your equipment. 
And so I want to talk about this. I want to talk about like the first item of this. And it's, this is the brain of your live stream. This is the brain of your business, your operation. <laughs> and it's to start with a good computer. Because here's the thing. You could go and buy the most expensive camera, the most expensive microphone. But if you don't have the computer, the brain to power all of this, <laughs> it's it's going to work, but it's going to be like, well, my computer's running slow. Think of it like this. It's like, so for example, like trying to drive a vehicle. Like, so let's say you're like, hey, you know what? I want to drive my vehicle and I'm going to, let's say you're going to go to like the hardware store and you're going to get really heavy, like, pavers or bricks or something, right? And you're going to put it in your vehicle and your vehicle is like, let's say it's a, a four-door sedan or a two-door sedan and it, it's not a powerful engine. It's not a sports car. It's not a SUV. It's not a <laughs> truck. And so it's like people taking that to the store, putting all this heavy stuff in it and then expecting to be able to drive 60, 80 miles an hour, things like that. Like when you put all this strain on that vehicle that's only capable of handling so much, it's not going to perform like it needs to. And so that gets me to making smart investments in your equipment. And the one piece that I would strongly encourage you to do, and let me show you guys this, this is the, the Mac mini. So this is the Mac mini M1 model, by the way, I'm going to show I'm going to actually unbox or I'll say unbox this. I'll open it. By the way, Marco, eventually you're going to get me to actually open this and like actually unwrap it completely. So, so this is the Mac Mini M1. Okay. Super, super, super small product, by the way. And so this is what it looks like. Mac Mini M1. This is a desktop. So if you're like, if you're going to be at a desktop, for example, if you're not going to be traveling, you're not going to be mobile, get one of these. You know why? This is... 600, we have this in the carousel, right, Marco? So it's like, this is $659, uh, eight gigs of RAM, 256 gig hard drive. But here's the thing. These products are so good nowadays. You do not need 32 gigs of RAM. This only maxes out at 16, by the way, but you don't even need 16 for the most part. I bet most of you, eight gigs is plenty. I'm currently using eight gigs to stream. Knock on wood that this is actually gonna not stop, but (laughs) I'm using eight gigs to stream and these work fantastic. Another thing these things have built in, they've got lots of ports built in. Uh, they, again, $659. You have to bring your own keyboard. You got to bring your own mouse. You got to bring your own monitor. But you can basically, I think for $750, you have a very, very, very powerful computer. So that's, so when I talk about making smart investments, when this came out, I bought this because well, A, it was the first version of the product. I normally don't like to buy the first version, but this was the first version. And I said, you know what? I need a new computer. I don't necessarily, you know, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars knowing that they're going to make this transition to this product. And I said, you know what? I spent $650 on this product. And the great thing is that it's able to do exactly what I need. So I didn't buy a $3,000 computer. I said, you know what? I'm going to use this. I'm going to squeeze as much value out of this instead of, you know, making a super expensive purchase. So just keep that in mind. So that's the Mac mini M1. And by the way, this has like 
Granted, you know, the other cool thing about this is if you don't have like desktop space, you know what you can also do with this? You can mount this thing underneath your computer, underneath your desk. Because guess what? You don't need this. You don't need to see this, right? Put it underneath the desk. Mount it to the desk. And then now you have a, a computer that is super powerful and it can do just about anything you need. Whether it's doing video editing for your business, uh, whether it's uh, doing live streaming, doing all of this at the same time. So there's your Mac Mini M1. And I'm going to bring this up real quick just to show you all this. So this is the product. Make smart investments in your computer. This is, this is the brain of your operation. Now, the next thing I want to talk about. So this thing's got some ports on it. As you can see, Marco, let's do this. See if you can zoom in on those ports a little bit. So it's got a power cord. It's got an Ethernet, uh, an Ethernet port. It's got two USB-C slash Thunderbolt ports. It's got one HDMI monitor output and it's got two USB-A ports and a pair of headphone, uh, a headphone connector. Now, if you're somebody that like, okay, so you're like, okay, well, I mean, I don't personally, I don't think you really need any additional uh, ports here, right? I think this is a great product for what you've got here. But if you're like, okay, you know what? I want to plug more stuff into this, okay? So when I talk about making smart investments, the next thing I want to highlight is that if you get this type of product, I can't encourage you enough to get one of these. I'm going to show you guys this. So, Marco, what is this product we're going to talk about? Well, it's uh, a hub where you can have more... Uh, it's a, a power dock, actually. Yes. So here's why this is important. So let me see if I pull this up. You're going to look at this and you're going to say, well, hey, this is expensive. This is the product. I'm currently using this, by the way. So this is the product. This is the CalDigit T4 uh, Thunderbolt 4 Element Hub. So if you're like, hey, you know what? I need to be able to plug in more stuff into this product. Here, here's the side. Here's This might be a better view. So as you can see here, so it's, it's basically a powered dock. And so it has one connector that goes to the computer. You've got four USB-A ports and you've got three USB-C slash Thunderbolt ports. It's powered. It also basically means that this is powered. So you plug this into power and you can plug pretty much anything you need into this. And so I'm gonna bring this up, Mark. I'm gonna pull up your photo of this. So here's the reason why I would get one of these. So if your computer doesn't have enough ports, you can go and you can buy, Mark, do me a favor, click on that hub on the right-hand side. Go all the way to the right-hand side of your screen. There, yeah, so there's a hub. And there's two types. This is the one he's going to click on. Let me. This is not powered. So the way this works is it plugs into your computer. And yeah, you can plug in HDMI connectors. And you can plug in um, SD cards. And you can plug in Ethernet, all that sort of stuff. And hey, oh, wow, it's only like 50 bucks. Here's the problem with this thing. If they're not powered, they're not... The more stuff you plug into it, the more power it starts to draw from your equipment. So this is what, $60, $70. So let's go back to the other one, Marco. So the other reason why you'd want to look at using one of these, by the way, and this is this is a mistake, but or mistake, this is more of like a lesson, right? <laughs> so the lesson learned is that if you get a non-powered 
hub, but we're going to call that, that other one a hub. It's not necessarily powered. It doesn't have the ability to give you enough power if your devices are drawing more from it. That's where you want to make yeah. the investment into something like this. This is the CalDigit Thunderbolt 4 Element Hub. But this is, a, this is a power dock, basically, is what we call it. So you want to get something that's powered. And the reason is so that, and, and if you, like, I mean, zoom in on, like, that photo. Like, you can plug in a dock on top of another dock if you want to. So if you need, like, a ton of ports, that's one option. Uh, you can also then uh, use it. That's actually a pretty cool idea there. Um, you could plug that in. So that gives you, like, tons and tons and tons of ports. Uh, you have the ability, if you go to that bottom right picture, you could have a hard drive on the right-hand side. That's a four-port a four uh, hub, or sorry, a four-port uh, RAID system, I think. And so basically it allows you to have four hard drives plugged into this computer via this powered dock. You don't have to worry about all the inner, all the power being drawn out by one item. Everything else is basically being pulled off there like from that one. It's being powered. So, you know, the, t the takeaway here is making smart investments. So, for example, don't just buy the cheapest product. Buy what works best for what you need. So, that's my example of, like, getting the right laptop or the right computer, getting the right hub to power your live stream. Marco, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Well, I am just going to add something on the business side of this conversation, okay. which is... And sometimes people, they say, oh, you know, it's too expensive. It's too this, too that. Have in mind, this is your business. And this is the way people are seeing you. So if you're not committed on having a good sound, a, go a good image, a good uh, Im uh, on the, a good background, everything, this will show how committed you are with your business. Okay. Yes. And one of the things that for me are in, is important is that people, when they look at your live stream today and when they, when they look back, for instance, when you started or when they will look in one year, they can easily notice a difference, an improvement, okay? Because that's how it is. Because it's kind of like you open a store and... In, when you open the store, it's everything clean, the, the paints are okay, the walls are okay, but then people will come back in uh, six months and there's dirty in the floor, the, the windows are broke, everything, it's a mess, they will leave. Okay, so have this in mind. It's your business. It's how people look at you and they will perceive you and the way you seem to be committed with your business and also with your audience. If you look bad, they will think this business, I don't think that I want to make business with those, these people because if they show that way in the, in the live stream, uh, I don't think they are uh, doing this well. So have this in mind. It's a kind of, it's a commitment you're making. Uh, if you don't have, and sometimes people say, Oh, you know, it's too expensive. It's to this, to that. Have this in mind. If you don't have enough money, for instance, to invest $500 in good equipment to your business, to your profit, I think there's something missing. I think, I think it's something that you're not doing so well on your business. Think about it. 
That's a, a very good point. Yeah, and you know, a couple other things, by the way, just some smart investments. So again, we talk about start with what you have at number two, lesson number two. However, like just some other smart investments that you can make. So for example, if you're going to be live streaming a lot, you can start, let's start with the headphones that came with, don't start with just the computer speakers, get a pair of headphones with a microphone. Chances are your computer came with a pair of those uh, headphones that have a microphone on it. So if you're like, okay, like I don't have headphones. Now you have a pair of headphones. Now here's the downside to those headphones. They're not comfortable. Not going to lie. They're <laughs> totally not comfortable. They aren't designed to like, like everybody has different ears. So they fit differently, for example. So maybe starting with what you have is using the headphones that came with your phone. Um, maybe it's, you know, upgrading then to like, let's say you have a pair of over, you have the uh, over your headphones, right, Marco? Yes. Can you give me a fair? Can you show those? So Good. we're talking about starting what you have. <laughs> so chances are we all have probably a pair of these lying around. Let me pull you up, Marco, so people can see that. So this is, <laughs> so here's what I mean by starting. So smart investments. So for example, Marco may have bought these like years ago. And then as he's gotten into doing this more, as you can see, if you take those off, Marco also has headphones on. So he has in-ear monitors, right? Yep. So what he did was he went, he switched. As you can see, there's there's different looks there. So the smart investment would be start with the headphones you have. If Don't just buy the over-ear ones because, hey, they were 10 bucks or they were free. If your goal <laughs> is to get a professional-looking stream, it's not just you being, it's not just your stream being a good, high-quality stream. It's also how you look on camera. So, for example, if you don't Absolutely. like the big, let's say you're a doctor and you're wearing those huge over-ear headphones, that doesn't match, right? It doesn't yeah. match up with <laughs> the look that someone's going for. It, the material Absolutely. is important. The material is super important, but it also comes across of how you're presented on camera. So, Absolutely. for example, Marco's got, he's not wearing his big cans. I don't have my big cans either. If you looked at any of my past streams, I used to wear those. I am now wearing, and Marco, I think you got these pulled up. Yeah. I'm wearing uh, yep. in-ear monitors. As you can see, I, I kind of, you can kind of see these. I've got in-ear monitors. But the way these work is they go over my ear, they go down my back. And then now it looks like I'm not wearing headphones, but guess what? I am. I can hear you. I can see you. <laughs> and so what we want to do is like, so these are the ones I'm using. I'm using the uh, the Sennheiser IE40s right now. I also have a pair of the SE215s as well. Um, but those are all really, really, really good headphones. However, what I want to do is I want to talk about like a, a, a very cheap, smart investment. And what model are these, Marco? The Mi M6. Yeah. So we've got the Mi Audio M6 headphones. So for those of you who are like, you know what? Uh, let's pull that back up, Marco. So for those of you who are looking for, um, you know, headphones and you're like, I want those in your headphones, but I don't want to spend $100 for them yet. This is actually a really good pair of uh, in-ear earbuds. The other thing we like about them, they're clear. And they're $16. So uh, will the audio compare? Will they sound the same as the, you know, the uh, the Sennheisers or the Shure SE215s? They won't sound exactly the same, but will you be able to hear your live streams? Yes, absolutely. You will be able to hear your live streams. And will you look good on camera? You will. Because they'll look just like the ones I've got on, except for the fact that they'll be clear. No big deal. No. So yeah. those are the sure, uh, these are the Sennheiser SE 250 or the IE 40s, sorry, in-ear monitors. Um, 
The other thing is, by the way, the other thing that's also really nice about this is, and here's a reason why you buy these over some of the others. So I'm going to pull the ones Marco has up real quick. So these are the uh, the Mi Audio M6s. And let's let's show like what that earbud looks like, Marco. Sorry? Show the close-up of the earbud. Oh, okay. So there you go. One thing about these is they are one piece, meaning if the wire breaks, for example, you have to replace the whole thing. They're $16. Chances are it's not going to happen very often. However, this is a big reason why you buy some of these more expensive headphones. And you buy these because of this. So if I need to like replace these, I have a separate piece, I have a cable, and I have the driver. And so I can replace these if I need to versus if the cable breaks or the cable frays, I have to get a whole new pair. So, so this is a smart investment, for example. I know that I want to look at on a camera. I made the purchase of what I wanted. And by the way, one other thing. And by the way, one other thing that you totally need to pay attention to, by the way, is this. So if you're going to buy any sort of headphones, you want to make sure you buy one of these. This is an extension cable. Yep. And I think you, you have one of these, right, Marco? <laughs> yes. I. It's not the same model, but it's similar, yes. Exactly. This is very similar. Uh, so basically what this does is this is a six-foot cable. It plugs into my computer. I plug my headphones into it. And then I can actually, I mean, personally, I can actually get up. I can walk around my desk. I can come back. They're not. Gonna, I'm not going to get pulled by the cord, for example. <laughs> so I strongly encourage everyone to do this. And the reason I recommend Absolutely. these, by the way, these are like, what, I think 10 bucks? Maybe not even that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend buying one of these. And the reason is because this smart investment. So this seven dollar, I think it's seven dollars, seven to ten dollar investment will save me having to replace my hundred dollar headphones. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Okay. I have mine here as well. Yeah, Marco, yeah, Marvel <laughs> uh Marco's got one as well. So awesome. So that's number five. Make smart investments in your equipment. Okay, so let's move into number six. Lesson number six is to review your analytics. Less is sometimes more. What does this mean, Marco? It means that it doesn't that doesn't make any sense um, going live, for instance, for four hours or uh, ten times a week if you're not getting. Uh, good results if you're not generating business, if you are not generating interaction with your audience, if you're not uh, bringing value to your audience as well. So have this in mind. Look at the end of the show, look how many people tuned in, how many comments, how many uh, reactions, okay? And then analyze, for instance, look to the graphics, what... Um, what time were more people looking at your uh, video? I understand if, for instance, at some point they, they everybody went away. Uh, look, what were you saying or what were you doing? Or and also in the opposite uh, thing. Okay, look when there were more people there and you got more interactions to see what you are doing and what kind of content. It's more interesting to your audience as well. So you don't have to be uh, online, 
connected for four hours running a marathon, which is not bringing business for you, any profit, because sometimes doing less, it's better. I also have this in mind, which is important. Going live, it's takes you lots of energy, okay? It's not like you're talking eye to eye with a person in the street, it's different. It's it consumes your energy. So if you try to make a really long life, uh, at the end people will notice and they will see that you're tired and this is not good to to look like you're dying. So have this in mind. Look at your analytics. Look what it's working and focus on that instead of making just videos. Like, okay, I, I, somebody said me, uh, go live, go live, go live. It's kind of, and, and I, I want to add this. Uh, we talked at, at the beginning of the strategy and that's, it's usual that uh, we ask gurus, one thing, one piece of advice you want to, to say to me. And when people ask me this, the only the thing I, 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 I answer is, when you have in front of you someone who is a, uh, uh, an expert in something, never ask for just one advice because it's nothing. Because they will do, do it! Or hit the go live button, it's not enough. Okay? It's not enough just going live if you don't have a strategy, if you don't know, uh, if you don't look back, when you once you finish the show and look what I made, what I could, what I can improve and everything. So have this in mind as well. Look at statistics, look what is working, what is not working, and correct. Uh, make your fine tuning so you can do it better and th the way it can brings you more uh, results, more sales, more customers, instead of just going live because, yeah, let's, okay, it's okay. Of if it's your <laughs> objective, it's your goal, it's just go live and do whatever you want, it's okay. But if you want to bring business, have this in mind, okay? That's an ex excellent point, Marco. And, you know, the other thing I want to talk about, about reviewing your analytics. So I love your example, your, just how like being more aware of how much time you're dedicating to something and what the ROI is. So for example, I gave this example at the beginning, if you've been listening with a sense, and that was, I started off my other show and it was three plus hours long. And I was very unfocused with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to start to like condense this and condense it. And then what I also started to build in was structure. So I knew what the topic was, for example. I knew when I was going to, I, I knew how much, so I knew what the container was. So what's the container size? It was three hours. I condensed it down to one hour. So three hours I was like, okay, well, that's great. That I did it for three hours, <laughs> but eh, the RI wasn't very good. So then I started condense and I said, okay, I didn't go from three hours to one hour. I went from three hours to two hours. So I experimented. And then once I did that, I said, okay, you know what? I need to reduce it even more. I said, okay, what's on average, how much people are doing? I reduced down to like about an hour. And then I added, once I knew the container size, one hour, I then started to add structure. So almost like taking a box and putting separators in the box, knowing that I have certain space for certain parts. And so I made sure that I started to tighten up the live stream and I tightened it up because I looked at the analytics and I figured out when, how much time people are tuning in. So again, there's no magic number. It's not, oh, well, Marco does 45 <laughs> minutes and he gets a lot of people tuning in and I do it and I get like half the people. It doesn't matter. 
Everybody's yep. different. So what you have to Absolutely. do is you have to experiment, but you need to look at the data. The data is going to tell you all the stats. It's going to tell you what people are watching, how much they're watching, how long they're watching. And then once you know that, you need to adjust what you're doing. So this way, and I, I like to use the example of like, let's say this was an orange. I like to use the example of squeezing as much juice out of it, right? Yeah. So like if it's, <laughs> if you're doing, if this is as much as you get, and you want to squeeze as much juice out of it, you got to really squeeze, right? But this is, there's always so much you can squeeze out of what you're doing. And so you extract as much value out of it. And again, continue to improve and refine your live streams. Don't just make them three hours because you thought three hours was the right amount of time. It could be one hour. It could be 45 minutes. Again, Absolutely. you have to give enough time to the topic, but you also want to make sure that it's not too long. So there's, it's about finding that balance and happy medium. Okay, yeah, so that's and, and yeah. Just just another thing, and I made the, this mistake. Sure, and yeah. you should you should you should avoid it, which is sometimes we give too much. Okay, and we don't left anything to sell. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm. okay. And the, the 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 bad thing about this is that two two main things okay when people feel i get i got everything from him i don't need to hire him to to okay. to be my my whatever my attorney Your whatever coach. yeah mm -hmm. okay because you you gave them everything they think they knew so they won't uh, be hiring you and the other bad thing about this it's that they don't put value in what is for free Okay, if everything you 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 send to them is for free, they don't give the right value to that, and yeah. so you're uh, undervaluing yourself. Okay, so have this in mind as well, which is really important. Definitely, yes. Okay, so that's lesson number six: review your analytics. Again, we're going to recap all these at the end, but that's number six. Number seven of lessons learned is to focus on building a community. Now. What we mean by this is, I guess you could say like maybe the strength is in the numbers. So for example, right now, if you're watching on Amazon Live, by the way, we'd love it if you click that follow button and followed us. We go live multiple times a week. We talk about, in this case, we talk about a lot of live streaming gear on the channel. So, you know, again, it's about building a community. So in this case, I'm not looking to, I mean, I'd love to have thousands of followers. You also have to remember if you get thousands of followers, it's great, but then you got to make sure that you can uh, you can scale with that number. But what we're talking about here is focusing on building a community. And the reason is because if I start out streaming and I'm the only person I'm streaming and I don't have any community whatsoever built, the great thing about Amazon is Amazon sort of brings some of that community, but you add the value. And so they help get you in front of people, but then it's up to you to convince them to follow you and to want to tune in. And that comes with what your show about, what are your topics, do you answer questions, do you help, all that sort of stuff. So focus on building a community. And the reason this is so important is because as a live streamer, if you want to build critical mass, you want to get people tuning in regularly, you need to be trying to build a community. They're going to start talking about you. For example, you're going to start to become a tight-knit team or a tight-knit group and then they're going to start to tell their friends and that's going to bring in more people and more people and more people. And what's going to happen, that whole snowball effect, right? So um, a takeaway here would be 
uh, again, lesson learned would be build a community. When do you start building a community? Day one. Don't wait. That's the mistake Indeed. I made was waiting to start to build that community. Another thing also with building community, don't be afraid to ask people. So for example, yeah. if, if I wanted people to follow us on Amazon, I better be telling you that. It's okay to mention it, you know, three times during the show, four mm -hmm. times. You have, yeah. if yeah. You, you don't ask, don't assume people know that you want them to follow you. For example, like I said. Absolutely. If you get value out of give them reasons for that. Exactly. <laughs> so what else would you add, Marco, for focusing on building community? Have you made any mistakes okay, with building I one? Think, I think we, we have a good example here because Marv, and thank you so much. Marv, uh, maybe he's following me uh, because he knew, he knows or he that yesterday was my birthday. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is the community effect. So, but yes, have in mind this. And sometimes we have these examples of influencers, mostly on Instagram, for instance, people who do... I don't know how to, to say this, a kind of instantaneous rewarding for the audience at some point or somehow, or doing the, the fast way to build this community. But my recommendation is this, you want to build a following based in something that you can deliver in 10 years and also 20 years. If you're following, if you're building your following based on your uh, beauty, on your abs or uh, whatever, maybe in 20 years, this will be not your best skill. Okay, so have this in mind. What do I have now that hopefully, probably in 20 years, I can be doing this continuously? And I can be bringing value to my audience during this uh, time, okay? Because otherwise you will find in two years or four years that there's a newcomer even <laughs> more beauty than you that will stole your community, that bring uh, build your uh, community based on good value, good content, things that people will recognize that help them or at least for instance, and there's no problem building, not in kind of uh, utility. Okay. Because for instance, making people laugh, it's not something that may generate profit. Okay. It's not business based, but makes people feel better. Okay. For instance, think about Monty Python. They, they they finished their activity so many years ago and they still uh, there. People remind about that. So think about it, okay? Build your community, build your knowledge, your trust based in something that could be useful, could be entertaining in a long term of time because otherwise you may be creating a, a fast... <laughs> burning community which is not good based on stone not in sand or paper <laughs> yeah no that's uh both very good points yeah no excellent points actually and so one thing that people need to keep in mind obviously as well for like you know for building a whole community is again like don't be afraid to ask 
and provide value as well in everything that you're doing. So, okay, so that's mistake number seven. So now um, let's talk about, um, do we have any products we want to talk about, Marco, or do we want to move on to number eight? Well, we can talk a little bit about uh, Stream Deck, and Stream Deck could be a nice a nice example and sure. about building so, community because... So what is what do we have here? What are we going to show? We have the Elgato Stream Deck. Okay. So this is the Stream okay. Deck, by the way. Got the... And Stream Deck, Stream Deck, it's a good example of a good brand building a community, okay? Uh, most of live streamers and uh, gamers or live stream gamers or great gamers live streamers, yeah. they know Stream Deck because they have these amazing products, okay? For instance, if you talk to a, a basic live streamer or a live streamer on Instagram, they... Probably they never heard about Stream Deck, and I think Stream Deck or or, or the Elgato universe, it's not a problem for them. Okay, but they focused on th this particular community, and they are providing amazing products for them. And I think this is something that you should have in mind as well. Provide amazing products, amazing experience. And the other thing about Elgato that I think we both love is that we can put everything to work together okay it's kind yes. of um, a hub where yep. you can mm -hmm. integrate lights with uh, webcams with microphones in the same uh, dashboard and control that everything for instance from a stream deck which for me it's really important yeah. okay for instance if you don't want to get overwhelmed you have your stream deck you have your lights your microphone your uh what else your oh my god uh you, well i mean you can use it for so many different things i mean if you want to improve yes, your absolutely. live streams so for example i'm going to do this right now i can turn on my lights by pushing a button for example granted they're too bright right now but i can turn them on so that's one way I can control them. The other thing I can also do, let's say I want to like, say I'm trying to be more efficient with my time. There's a, you could put timers on screen, for example. Um, you could also, you know, say you want to build a community. You can uh, set up tweets to go out as well at the push of a button. So you could set up a tweet with an image when you're about to go live and all you have to do is push the button on the Stream Deck and it's all built into Stream Deck software, by the way. And so the way that, let me see if I actually have this. So let me see if I can share this, Marco. I'll kind of share the Stream Deck software. Let me actually get this. If you want to, I up. can do that. Oh, you have this, do you have the window? Yeah, if you have the software, yeah, show what the software looks like. Yes. Cool, so Marco's gonna bring me... up the Stream Deck and we're gonna kind of, what we wanna do is we're gonna show you like some of the features that are built into their software. There you go. So this is the software that Marco is talking about. So this is the Stream Deck software. And I'm going to put this full screen so you guys can see this. So basically, uh, the way this works is in the top left, you see where it says Stream Deck and it's got, uh, yeah. So if you click on that dropdown, so Stream Deck is a dropdown. And so when you click mm -hmm. on that, and I think, I'm not sure if you're clicking on that, Marco. Um, basically, yeah, if you click that, click that. So what it should do is uh, click the little drop down arrow. Let's see what that does. Is it? Yeah, there it goes. Okay, it's kind of delayed. So basically, what it's doing is it's bringing up uh, various like you could have different profiles and you could have different 
setups underneath it, it, each it, one. It doesn't show the windows. Yeah, no, it <laughs> when you right. do, you go. It's okay. But 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 the point but is, walk me through what I, the buttons. Have, what are, what do the buttons do? What's so one says cameras, I think, right? So what do all these do? Okay, yes. These are my scenes. This is integrated with OBS. Okay, I okay. use OBS. Some people use OBS to go live. I use StreamYard. Okay. And I use OBS just for uh, as a virtual camera. Okay. Okay. So I have here my my the cameras I'm using. Okay. These are this. It's kind of single camera. Okay. This is my Canon uh, T5 Rebel or a Rebel T5i. Okay. In America, so this is my uh, C920. I can put here. I I put the name here, so I can know which camera is. I yep. go the, uh, to OBS to see which is the the collection of scenes because I can okay. create cool. uh, nice. different profiles. Then I choose the the scene, which is a scene on uh, OBS. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I do this, and I can do. And for instance, if I want to make a new profile. I just go here. It's blank, okay, and I can just drop. For instance, so, I so want do here. Go to the go to the oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, let's do this. So like this is a great thing about the Stream Deck is if you're like I want you know one of the mistakes I made was not making my live streams a little more exciting and engagement engaging, and one of the ways you can do that is by adding sound effects and audio, for example, and directly into your live streams. Is this uh, royalty-free okay. music, Marco, or is this like? Usually it is, yes. Okay. But so there's there's lots of places where you can t find uh, free audio. For instance, Pixabay now has uh, uh, audio stock yeah. free, which is good. Okay, uh, let, let me show you the, I have this, so this is my uh, sound effects okay. yeah. uh, deck. Okay, I have here the Chewbacca. So don't, don't play that. Let's not play that. Yeah, <laughs> that one I don't want to play. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. I have I have uh, clapping. I have some sounds uh, like when I make a question and people answer properly. Oh, yes. I have this one, which is when, for instance, I get a new follow follower on uh, Amazon. I play this sound. I have the Ahmed. I have the the which smile uh, explosion. Okay, I have this modem, the fifty six k modem dial up. Uh -huh. So this is a way to bring. Also, I have background musics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Which I play, and yes, this sometimes I want to have some dance. And make uh, the the show a little bit more entertaining. So I play this these musics to to have some different things nice. while I'm broadcasting. Very cool. Yeah. So basically, it's a you know there's there's lots of stuff you can do here yeah, inside so of your like inside of your stream deck. So like going back to like the the social one, we talked about like the Twitter aspect, right? So I said, yes. hey, you know what you want to um, said, so you know what you want to start a stream and you want to like tweet out something. For example, you could easily. So let's pull that in. Just pull that in, and we'll set one up real quick. Just real quick. File. There we go. You put the title, and now you can put here the the the. So basically, yeah. The way the way these work is, um, you basically can uh, set these up to where, uh, in this case, Mar uh, Marco could have a tweet set up, so he could say, you know, hey, I'm live on 
Amazon Live, at Launcher Live, for example, he could have a graphic and then we put a yeah. link in there and every time he does that, it goes directly to the broadcast. It sends the tweet out, it goes to the broadcast. Like there's some cool stuff you can do here. Actually, some very cool Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. so this is just some other stuff you can do with the Stream Deck. I mean, it's pretty amazing what all this thing yeah. does. So, so yeah, so we talk about, you know, number seven, we talked about focusing on building a community. Again, this also is where if you're going to be building, like build a community at the beginning and don't be afraid to ask people as well to follow you along. And then you're rewarding people as well. For example, you could tap into that with the stream deck. You could have, for example, as Marco showed you there, he's got some sound effects he brings in or when he gets a new follower, he's got some stuff that he plays. <laughs> so just keep that in mind though, because you know, as you're building your business, for example, you want to also be, you know, and you're live streaming more, you want to make sure you're engaging back with your community, not just like collecting your followers, like baseball cards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, lesson number, lesson learned number seven. Okay, so we got just a few more here. Lesson number eight is to collaborate with others in your field. So, Again, not, I'm not, I would say this is not make a mistake I've made, but it's something that I kind of wish I guess I had done a better job at. And it's the fact that if I am going to be, um, if I'm going to be live streaming, things work better when you work together with others. So for example, Marco, like Marco and I, like we both have a passion for doing Amazon Live. So again, instead of having just me on all the time, I have built out something where I have somebody join me and we talk about products and we talk about products that they're passionate about as well. So again, collaborate with others. The other tie into this, by the way, too, would be if I were doing Amazon live and I was like, you know what? I want to like, let's say, you know, let's say there were a lot of people writing about live streaming. If I want to get more of an audience, I might want to reach out to the people that are in my field and say, Hey, you know what? Saw your book. I want to bring you on my show and, you know, see if you're, you'd be interested. So this way I can build out those partnerships and build out all of those, um, you know, just build out that community building aspect. What do you think, Marco? Well, I think that, um, I, I, I don't think it's the true. I live in a small village. I, 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 I say this all the time because it's true. This, the village where I live, we are about 1000 people. So I have more followers on Instagram or Facebook or <laughs> Twitter than I have in my village, okay? I live in the north of Portugal, a really small village in a really small uh, country, okay? And I already had on my shows, I, I think maybe 300 uh, guests, okay? More than 30 different countries, four continents, Okay, I've learned a lot from them. And one thing you should have in mind, don't look at those people, even though they are in the same field as you, even though they may have the same kind of customers, don't look at them as your competitors. Okay, because there's room for everybody. You will learn a lot from them. They hopefully they will learn a lot from you. You can bring different perspectives to their audience. They can bring different perspectives to your audience as well. This will be a really good way for you to learn to have different perspectives. For instance, when you live in a small country, as I do, it's 
for instance, I think there's just a few Portuguese people doing this live streaming as I do. So there's no, if I just look to my country, I won't be able to learn a lot. So that's why I, I, I look to, to other people in other countries and some of them, they could be my competitors. I don't look at them as that, as that because they are not. Okay. They are friends. Some, some of them, they become good friends and some of them, I never met them in real life. Hopefully I will, I will meet soon, but that's the, the, the good point on this. Don't think as, uh, as they are, uh, your competitors think that, uh, working together, both of you will, uh, gain, get value. Also your audience will get uh, value from them because hopefully, in the future, maybe you can collaborate in more deeper uh, ways, uh, generating profits, generating business. And I think this is really important. If you think, oh, I don't want to collaborate with anyone because they will steal uh, customers from me. They will know my secrets. I like to say something about this, about the secrets thing, because it's something really in-depth here in Portugal. We think we, uh, our business, they have secrets and we have the secret sauce and everything. And one thing I like to say is, look, I use the European football example. I've been seeing Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi playing and training for 20 years almost. I see them all days training or playing or playing or training or both. And I can't do what they are doing. So if people just by seeing you can copy your secrets, you're not doing something amazing. Have this in mind. Okay. So that's my two cents on this collaboration thing and having other people, because believe me, you will get so much from collaborations that at the end of the day, you will be happy and you'll be grateful by connecting with other people. That's an excellent point, Marco. Yeah, collaboration is key in live streaming. Um, again, it doesn't matter. It, it's not the technical side. It's the fact that you want to collaborate with people in your industry. So for example, some of those collaborations could, collaborations could lead to partnerships, could lead to brand deals, for example. Absolutely. Could just lead to, you know what I need to find, like if you want to, I'd say sort of spread out the workload, instead of you doing everything yourself, Collaborate with other people. Bring them into your live stream, for example. For example, Marco and I are doing this under Launcher Live. However, Marco also does other things. And so, for example, we can go collaborate on those as well. At the same time, Marco might say, hey, you know what? I've got a good guest. Like, say we were in the same industry. Marco might say, I've got a good guest that would be good for your show. And so then Marco yeah. <laughs> might want to push that person to me, for example, and vice versa. Yeah, so collaboration, that's all. It, collaboration, networking, Again, lesson learned would be uh, not collaborating with people from the start. So for example, you know, at the beginning, maybe you record a few episodes by yourself, but think about it long-term. How do I, for example, if I'm going to interview somebody, one of the questions I would do is I would have them, or one of the questions I'd ask is have them on my live stream and then also ask them the question of, can you recommend other guests? So for example, by collaborating with one person, that might lead to five additional people. Yeah. So Again, and don't be afraid to collaborate. Don't be afraid to ask. Absolutely. And Never, ever. <laughs> the other thing also, Marco, I, I think you talk about this, is that like 
it's sort of like an unwritten rule as well. Like when you have somebody on, like they're not, I, I would hope they're not going to be over there telling people, oh, well, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm joining someone else's stream and then they're like just pitching their own stuff. It's it's sort of like an unwritten rule of like, don't do it unless like, or you know, what? ask people. If you're going to be collaborating with somebody and you're on their own stuff, on their own shows, ask them if it's okay to talk about something you have for example, and vice versa. So, or, 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 or do it, uh, give that step ahead, which is something that I do. When I have someone on my shows, I ask them, do you have, are you launching a book? And sometimes I'm inviting them because I know they're, they're launching a book, but mm -hmm. usually I, because there's a, an extra incentive to bring them. So if you have a book, if you have launching a course or something, and you want to you want to talk about it at the end of the show, mm -hmm. and uh, just let me know because one of the things you should do is also to bridge the the, the conversation to that kind of uh, CTA to that selling time. Mm -hmm. So instead of okay, do you want to sell something? Yeah. No, you you you. You conduct the conversation till you drive the conversation. So at the end, it makes sense to talk about that book launch, that uh, uh, service, that uh, course, every uh, or something. Okay, so this is something that you should instead of waiting, just give that step uh, proactively. So um, and your your guests for sure will like this step. Excellent, great point, actually. So. That's going to bring us to number nine, by the way. And Marco, do we have any, any products we want to bring up for any of these? Let me take a look. So I let's see, number nine, what is number nine? Re number nine is repurposing your live streams, by the way. That's a lesson, a big lesson that we've learned. Um, I think for something like that, in terms of repurposing your live streams, let's do this. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Roadcaster Pro. Okay, and we can talk about the, the Melanie's book as well. Or, or whichever which one you, which one do you want to pull up? Uh, let me see. I think it should be okay. Uh, let me see if it's there. So yes, the content, the content uh, full framework. Okay, let's pull that up. Okay, so here's what we want to talk about. So like another lesson learned, number nine: repurpose your live streams. So I'll say this at the beginning: I made a live stream. <laughs> I published it to some other platforms and then I moved on to the next one. <laughs> kind of. And, yes. it's, and I'm sure most of us have done this. And so the key thing is if you want to get more out of your live streams, it's not just doing a live stream. Like I'll use this as an example right now. Our approach is we are going live on Amazon. So launcher.live slash EP89. You can see us. You can see exactly what we're talking about. You know, the products and stuff like that, like the stream deck that we've been talking about, right? So you could see all that sort of thing, but you also need to know that like, we also go live on YouTube, for example, and we talk to people on YouTube. And then a third approach we take is once all this is finished, all the audio is then turned into a, uh, it turned into a podcast that goes out on iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, Amazon podcast, and so on. Now, the repurposing part, you can take the repurposing a step further. And so the mistake we made is not repurposing from the start. The way you can also take this even further would be, I could take these 
in, in this case, this is a great episode to do this, Marco. We could take every single one of these episodes, or sorry, every single one of these lessons, and these can be pulled Absolutely. out as 30 second clips. And then they link back to the full video or the point in the video or the article or the podcast, wherever we want to send them to. So there's lots of options here in terms of repurposing your live streams. So that's what I would suggest in terms of making sure that we are doing that. Now, Marco, you were talking about a book. What's this book you want to talk about? Well, this is the content uh, fuel framework. And this is the, the antidote to that problem of the, the blank sheet. <laughs> okay. Because uh, at some point we don't know what we, what we should talk about, how to make content. And this is the unblocking system to generate tons of content. Okay. Melanie gives you lots of tips and also mm -hmm. she shows the framework to do this because sometimes it's the, the most difficult thing is to come with a framework. And I think it's something that we should have in mind on each thing we do, have a, a process to ease the process and to make it fast. Okay. This is something that I use for me. Okay. I'm always searching for the best way to do it fastly with the best result. <laughs> I'm always thinking how to improve the, the, the process. So with this, you can understand, okay, for instance, and uh, about this uh, particular topic as well. Usually we prepare a show. Okay. For instance, this one was 10 things we we've learned, but Let's, let's think, uh, at some point, someone from the audience makes a question, a good question, and we give the, a good answer as well. And so this was not scripted, okay? And this, just this answer could be uh, by itself an amazing content to share, okay? So instead of having that golden nugget there in the middle of nowhere lost, you can take it off from the, the main video and share with the rest of your audience, which some of there are in other platforms. Okay. So this is a nice way to give more visibility and to help people uh, with this uh, thing you just shared instead of having it uh, lost in the middle of the YouTube <laughs> storage. <laughs> so this, this is something that you should have in mind. So with this, Content fuel framework, uh, Melanie shows you how, for instance, you can be very specific in, in some uh, markets, for instance, understand, oh, this, for instance, these 10 lessons I've learned, they, this was a good content. So let's bring, let's be more specific. Uh, 10 lessons I've learned on YouTube, 10 lessons I've learned on Facebook. So you can have different contents. Okay, based in a su successful formula, you can split and be more specific to, for instance, in this case, uh, each platform. So this for me, it's kind of a must have book, another, another working book that, that this is uh, for me really important like the, the other one, 8020. So if you want to become a really good uh, content creator, this book is a must have. Definitely, yeah, that's a great book. And uh, this is, um, how much is it? This is $12. I, 
again, I have I have the uh, Kendall version of this. But again, I mean, so if you're somebody that likes, if you like the physical one, you like to mark up things, highlight certain passages, fold down some corners on the pages, great book to get. But again, $12, again, it's a great book to get you started. And also I think like this, the other thing is we need to constantly be learning and trying to improve what we're doing. So if, if something's not working, we need to seek out the help, whether it's, you know, finding a different process. You know, it, it's like, for example, if you're not a, if you're not into live streaming, you don't know what equipment to get started with, or you don't know how to start the strategy or which platform you use. Like, for example, that's why I started this podcast and this show. It's so that you can understand all the nuances to launching your show and the things you need to think about as a live streamer. So if you're somebody that, you know, if you need help, for example, reach out to the right resources. So, that's so number nine is repurposing your live streams. Again, check out the content fuel framework book that Marco mentioned here. Now I want to bring up the 10th lesson learned. And I guess, I don't know, Marco, this isn't for me, this is not even really a lesson. I think it's going back to that. You know, what we talked about at the, at the beginning is all about strategy and it's finding your passion and live streaming often. You know, you mentioned this at the beginning. It was about, you know, you can't just go live like once and expect everything to be exactly, you know, expect everything to be perfect, right? It's not going to be perfect. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> what you need to do, though, is you need to like, you need to allow yourself to make mistakes. But you need, the way you grow quickly is to fix those mistakes and then continue doing more streams. So, for example, uh, finding your passion. So, the lesson learned here would be, you know what, if you're not really a, like, if you're not a technical person and you want to talk about gear and equipment, it's not going to fly. It's going to show in what you talk about, the way you deliver things to people. Like, don't fake what you actually are trying to talk about. So, um, so yeah, so make sure that, like, you are, make sure that you are doing something you're passionate about because you can talk about it without any issues. So what else What else would you add here, Marco, for number 10? Um, and th this is something that uh, happens half often, uh, mostly, well, it happened when I usually, when I went to do my public speaking okay. about live streaming and people were asking me, well, Marco, which trending topics should I talk about so I can get more viewers and generate more uh, followers and everything? And I say, there's no right <laughs> answer for that. Because, for instance, if you just go with the trending thing, with the fashion thing, with the buzzword, you won't be good on that, okay? Because uh, today we'll, you will be talking about TikTok. Next week, you'll be talking about Clubhouse. Then next week, you will be talking about Twitter spaces. And nobody will understand at the end what what what's your point what you're good at okay so have this in mind and being consistent persistent will make the difference and believe me you won't be consistent you won't be persistent by talking about something that you don't like exactly i love okay? that love, love love that point marco i mean you know talking about something you don't like like again it's all about finding the passion finding what it is you can talk about so it doesn't matter, for example, 
it doesn't have to be the most like sexy topic, I guess. Like it doesn't have to be something that like, oh, everybody's going to like, you know, I want to talk about it because it's the latest thing. It's, yeah, it's finding a niche, an area that you are really good at, that you know. doesn't matter how boring it is because guess what? <laughs> your passion, your knowledge are going to shine through when you find whatever that passion is. And you got to experiment with things. You got to go live more often. So yeah, we're not absolutely. saying like, oh, go, like we're saying, okay. So we said earlier, like measuring your analytics. Yes, measure how long you go live and adjust. So for example, if you're going live once a day, some people stream for like three, four hours a day and they get no viewers, they get no engagement, you know, they, they generate no revenue from it. And so if the analytics are telling us, okay, you're streaming for three to four hours and people are watching five minutes of the show or even typically it's going to be even less, right? If they're yeah. not watching any <laughs> of it and you're not generating any revenue, you're spending four hours a day. That's, that's a, what is that? One six, what is it? Uh, one sixth, I think of the day doing live streaming and most of it's not generating anything. It's just doing the motions, going through the motions. So it's finding a topic. It's, but, but it's finding a topic that you can talk about forever. It's finding something that like you're happy to talk about. It doesn't matter how boring the topic is you talk about it anyway. And then on the flip side of that, it's also um, factoring in, you know, that like, you can look at your, so then you behind the scenes after you do those streams, you look at it and say, okay, well, this stream was four hours long. People didn't watch for a long time. Maybe I need to make some adjustments. I need to experiment. I need to test some different things, right? I need to build some structure into that show and make it, it's a piece of clay molded into what I want it to be. So is there anything else you want to add on this one, Marco? Or let's, well, I'm, I, I like to give an example about, sure. um, not going with the flow and not being our, um, not trying to copy to, to get the, the main part of the, the cake, but remaining in their tone, in their identity and having a good enough uh, slice of the cake, Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Okay. We both know, and I think the audience know as well that Coca-Cola, it's the number one, arguably. Okay. And we both know that Coke, uh, Pepsi Cola, it's the number two. And also we know that they have different tastes. Okay. What Pepsi could do if they were uh, like uh, greedy or they could try to make this, the taste similar to, to Coca-Cola. Okay. They have this taste, which is the number one. Let's try to do the same so we can steal their um customers but i think pepsi understand how it works mm -hmm. if they do the same taste people will keep with coca-cola because they already love coca-cola people who love coca-cola we love coca-cola so they if there's the same taste i will keep i will stay with coca-cola okay and they have this huge audience as well that loves the more uh, sweet cola. Okay, so they they stay with with Pepsi because that's that that taste that's their taste. They love that taste. It's mm -hmm. different than Coca Cola, but it's different. And I think it's important to understand this. I think this for me it's crucial when you are in the business. Uh, 
If you just go copy something and you leave your identity because you want to copy the number one, you will lose your place in the market and you won't become the number one because the, the number one, it's already established and already has his audience. So instead of wanting to get the number one, be the number whatever, but have your audience. This is, if you want to understand this a little bit better, read the Blue Ocean Strategy because it's what it's about, okay? Instead of being, because there's this ego thing, I want to be become the number one, okay? But sometimes the becoming, being the 10th the in the list, it's good, it's profitable. Uh, you're providing something unique, something different to your audience that the number one doesn't provide. So have this in mind. Okay. And, uh, I think this is really important. I don't want to become the most, uh, amazing guy in the live streaming or the, the huge, uh, having the, the hugest audience in the, in the stream, uh, live streaming world. One of the things that makes me happy is that sometimes I'm in a place and I just laugh and people know Marco is here. This for me is good. Okay. Because it shows that one, they are watching my shows because otherwise they won't know my laughter. And second, my laughter has an, oh, my own identity. And so I think this is important. There's small details. I think it's, what makes you unique, what makes you different. And this is why people will like you. Excellent points. Yeah. And so what I want to do is I want to do just a real quick recap before we wrap up the show. Uh, by the way, for those of you watching, if you do want to check out any of the gear we've talked about, all you have to do is go to launcher.live forward slash gear, or you can just tune into this episode at launcher.live slash EP 89. But what I want to do is I'm just going to do a quick recap. So for those of you, you know, if, if you're getting into live streaming, we said we were going to talk about 10 lessons. Uh, after us having done, we said 350 plus episodes, it's literally more like probably closer to a thousand, I think, between the two of us. So here's a quick rundown, uh, all of the things. So we talked about developing a streaming strategy. So that's number one. Number two, we talked about starting with what you have. So not having to go out and buy lots of expensive gear to get started. Start with what you have and then build as you are moving things along. Number three, test out different platforms. So just because everyone else is using one platform, it doesn't mean it's the right one for you. So test out different platforms, test out different places to stream to and continue getting better. Number four, don't be afraid to experiment. So experiment with equipment, experiment with your topic, experiment with uh, your show, for example, what your show is about. Experiment with uh, the, the platforms you stream to. You may think that, you know, you may think like, oh, well, I don't think I could be on Amazon Live. But guess what? You may, it may work. It really depends on what your topic is about. And so you may want to refine it, make it better. Number five, we talked about making smart investments in your equipment. We talked about things such as, you know, I talked about this earlier about like getting things like the stream deck, for example, knowing that if I want to be able to like quickly add in sound effects, I want to switch some cameras, things like that. I can use this. We talked about the cam link, for example, you know, how you could get a cam link versus an A to mini or vice versa, depending on what your budget is and what your intended outcome is. Number six, review your analytics. 
So just because you go live for what, like three hours, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right thing to do. <laughs> more does not always mean better. So more, sometimes less is more. So keep that in mind. Number seven, build that community. Don't wait, start building that community. Number eight, collaborate with others in your field. If you want to quickly expand your uh, reach, get more exposure. Number nine, make sure you're repurposing your live streams. Don't re I mean, you could repurpose them after the fact, like down the road, but start building a system, a process to yeah, repurpose absolutely. your streams. So for example, take like this stream and we could say, okay, we've got one video and then we've got like 10 individual pieces we could pull out. Um, and then lastly, find your passion in live stream often because again, the more you live stream, the better you're going to get at it, but make sure you're also looking at how much time you're spending so that it is actually making sense and find something that you want to talk about all of the time. doesn't matter what industry it's in. It'll work. I guarantee you it will. So with that, Margo, anything else you want to add? Well, there's a, a saying, I don't know, maybe the, uh, let me see if I can translate it properly. The practice makes, makes you excel some uh, sort of, okay. Like practice so makes perfect or like what? Um, you will you will never be perfect. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. uh, the practice will make you excel something being really really good. Okay. Okay. So have this in mind. Have this uh, have this in mind as well. When you look back to your live shows, make you make you should feel two things, which are the things I feel uh, first. Makes me laugh okay. because I see I was not that good and my everything, the tech side was awful. Okay. But in, this makes me laugh. But also at some point it makes me proud because I, you can tell that now I'm better. Okay. Got and it. so this is good. Okay. So I, I look back and I say, oh my God, I, I had no conditions at all when I started, yeah. but I improved everything. For instance, let me just share one small detail. Sure. When I started live streaming in 2016, uh, 15, 15, and then in, I don't know, maybe 17, I came to a, 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 cur a course about a platform, a live stream platform, mm -hmm. and there was a, a class there about internet speed. Okay. And he was saying, okay, if you want to go live, you shouldn't have at least the upload speed about two megabytes per second. Okay, let me test it. I was around 0 0.5, 0 0.7 upload speed. Uh-huh. And I and I thought, well, I'm doing this with under specs. <laughs> I need. So this it's a lesson for you as well. Even uh for instance, your camera is not the best, a good camera, mm -hmm. even if your microphone is not the best microphone, try it at least. Okay, because one of the things I've learned during this uh, journey is that if you do it good, if you do it consistently, if you do it with the intention of improving, this will generate income to allow you to invest. Excellent points. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Excellent points. For instance. Yeah. Um, last a uh, couple of months I've been investing on my studio because I'm generating this revenue 
through Amazon Live, for instance. Mm -hmm. So have this, this in mind. Great. Yeah, great points. I mean, so, you know, I, again, I mean, the key thing is uh, to make sure that, again, you don't make these same mistakes. Like, and again, these are good mistakes. They're things that have helped us, Absolutely. Helped us grow. We just, <laughs> our goal is to help you, you know, to teach you, to give us, you know, give you some feedback on things that we've done, things that we wish we had done differently, maybe. Uh, but with a, that's, uh, this is episode 89 of Launcher Live. You can check out uh, all of the, check out the video at launcher.live slash EP89. Remember, we talked about 10 lessons learned about live streaming. Again, they're applicable to everyone who is streaming, whether you're on Amazon Live, Twitch, et cetera. Um, by the way, I want to just give a quick shout out, just quite a few people that have been uh, tuning in. Uh, we've got Marv, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we had uh, Computer Pal Inc., thanks a lot for tuning in. We got Freddie tuning in. I want to thank all of you for tuning in over on Amazon Live. Thank but you so much. <laughs> again, this is episode 89. With that, we will see you all on a future episode. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.